Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers ahead. You have been warned. We just saw Morbius, and we have some things to talk about. This is episode 98 of the Marvelous Friends podcast. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. Can you just slap your name on anything? Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin's. <laughs> <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? <laughs> we will not have it, dog. Hi, right, everybody. We got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin Oh, for grace! Dang, can you edit that out? And now. This is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends Podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends. So, uh, Rinaldi, I, I, you know, want to just, you know, remind people you have not seen all of the movie. Yeah. Um, and so I, we are interested in your reaction to kind of what we're about to share in all of this movie. And please bring your questions too, because I'm sure you have questions about this movie as well. Um, let's start with the post credit scene. Let's let's start with that. Okay. Because um, I had a lot of issues with it. <laughs> a lot of issues. My thing is, I'm like, they clearly couldn't afford Michael Keaton because he was in the movie for like 0.2 seconds. Okay. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. yes. So when he so says check, "What's up, Doc?" That is he. He doesn't even say that in the movie. Oh. <laughs> they like they cut that scene completely out. It, I think what happened and what I've heard was that was in the original cut, but they've pushed this movie back so many times uh. that they've edited quite a bit, and I think them removing that scene and a bunch of other Michael Keaton scenes um, has to do with the result of No Way Home. Um. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, like they're they're trying to respond to to No Way Home. Um, Wait, in what way? Wait, yeah, exactly. Because I don't see any of that besides them mentioning the Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle, and then um, because going into the movie, you're wondering, okay, what universe is Morbius in? And I think Sony was trying to put Morbius in a universe very close to MCU. But then like, if you look at the trailers, he's also in the Venom universe. Then he's also, you know, you got Michael Keaton. How did he get there? And so I don't know. I just heard that this may have been a response to no way home or or at least they made that change after no way home. So why is it to like, so you're saying it's not to confuse audience who are invested in which characters in which universe. Like, Sony feels like, okay, now the audience is really invested in in that concept, and we don't want to make too much noise about that. So we got to get rid of Isaac. Probably. I don't know. I will say, though, like, I think the first 20 minutes did feel kind of rush or, like, there were missing pieces. Um, And it was somehow predictable, but also I got a little lost. And so maybe... Yeah, I guess as a response to No Way Home doing all of that, but it still doesn't make sense to me because I doesn't. feel like this movie could have been stronger if they leaned on Spider-Man a little bit more. Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to... So to give you a background, Rinaldi, yeah. this was the post credit scene. Um, there was actually two mid credit scenes, not even a post credit, like two mid credit scenes. Okay. Uh, the first one was... Um, 
basically the event that took place at No Way Home. You see the sky cracking open and the multiverse starting to break through. And if you purple guys remember, sky. purple sky. And you, if you guys remember, um, the response that Peter Parker has to stopping all of that from happening is basically like no one should know who Spider-Man is. And that was he he did that because he did that because um people from different universes were in his universe so he's trying to send them home. Right? Yeah. So people who didn't belong in that universe they were sent home. So here's my first issue. Because in uh Morbius in the post credit scene with Morbius um, Adrian Toomes shows up in a prison, right? So, so the, the postcard scene, it, it starts with the purple sky, right? And then it cuts to a prison and you see Michael Keaton kind of appear in an as, empty prison cell, in an empty prison cell, as if he was, um, transported there by the spell of Dr. Strange. Yeah. But it's not consistent with... No way home because mm-hmm. again, uh, he, was, he, Toomes, he would forget who Spider Man is. He would forget who Spider Man is, but he he would stay in the MCU universe mm-hmm. yeah. because that's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't. So I don't know unless it's a variant. <laughs> unless it's a variant, but then he says something, which is problem number two. I have. Oh. Um, he says something. He goes. <laughs> he he appears in the prison cell, and he looks around, and the first thing he says is. Oh, I hope they have better food in this joint. And it's like, wait a minute. You just got transported from your universe to this one. You end up in a prison cell that you don't recognize. And your first response is, I hope the f- it's a sarcastic one. You're not worried about your family. You're not worried about um, <laughs> your black wife, your black wife, <laughs> your, your mixed daughter. You're not worried about any of that. Um, it's almost like he adjusted really quick. To that like crazy situation, I almost wonder if they got Michael Keaton on set and told him to react because the scene just Honestly, didn't make just sense. Just ad lib it. Just ad lib it. Well, well so uh, related to the end credit scene, I have this question. So I saw okay, yep. when we originally thought this movie was going to be in January, and to be honest, I think it should have just been in January. I um, agree. Like, late January, I think the No Way Home buzz would have died down. Um, That's just my take. Um, Because doing this right before Doctor Strange uh, and after Batman, that's even worse. But but with that aside, so when it was going to come out in January, I saw one hour and 56 minutes. That was the mm. runtime that I mm-hmm. saw. Now I could be wrong. People could fact check me. Yeah. Or, you know, anybody listening could email us. But from what I saw, it was an hour and fifty-six minutes. Now, what I see now is an hour and forty-four minutes. Yep, they cut, but they cut on you it quite a bit. Said, not, and I'm not being accusatory. I'm just saying you brought up some news that you found that they were gonna add more. To the movie to mm. make up for the delay that they were going to add like 15 ish, mm. 15 or so minutes. So mm-hmm. it would be two hours and 11 minutes. But yeah. it's like they took away 12 to 15 minutes. Right. Which right. Was I think. 
Yeah, I, I think you're onto something because yeah, yeah, they did take away from this movie. You yeah. can kind of see it in the yeah. beginning, and I think that po- those two post credit scenes were added later. You, it's it's for me when I watch it, it's so obvious that this scene was added later. Both of them with Michael Keaton appearing in the cell. It took that long to film. Was it? Do you feel like it was more of a marketing thing? They thought maybe we can. Yeah, we can win that- the month of April. That makes more sense to me because without Michael Keaton and without um, the multiverse, multiverse, yeah. this movie is just boring and it yeah. doesn't even connect really but to how MCU. How long does it take to film Michael Keaton in a? That's like one day. <laughs> that's one day. That's a weekend. Yeah. Right. That's a right. weekend. That he got but a free weekend. Can they afford it? <laughs> can they afford it though? Oh yeah, yeah. Fly him out for a weekend. Give him some. some, some, some oh no, food. Michael Keaton is. Uh, he's got a couple zeros. This yeah. is Batman we're talking about. He can afford a weekend. Hey, I get to fly out for a weekend and get paid for it and get five star food. Well, no, they would have to fly him out, but I'm saying like the bill it, for, the, yeah, for the theater for the is very high. You I mean, think, that's why they killed off Tony Stark, basically, because in they, Homecoming, they Tony Stark yeah, phones. they couldn't afford him. I see. I, I don't know. One day, you think Michael Keaton? <laughs> that's one day. I think. I literally think that Michael Keaton was. He set up like they set him up in a green screen in a garage. And they just had him they appear. <laughs> no, honestly, and they did this and over they, Zoom. They did this over Zoom. But Zack Snyder did it better because uh, I know he shot some scenes over Zoom too in yeah. uh, Justice League. But like, so, so, um, uh, yeah, I think that they like they shot this thing in a garage and they were just like, okay, Michael Keaton, we can only afford five minutes of you, so <laughs> so just ad lib it. And they didn't fill him in on what like what he was doing there. Um, but that's scene number one. Yeah. I will say, though, coincidentally, I feel like the Michael Keaton scenes were also the better shot ones. I think the sure. quality was just stronger yep. than the whole Morbius movie. Yep. But, yeah, even Michael Keaton couldn't save it, honestly. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It I was think, good to see him. I think he's a variant. I think That's what makes sense to me. Okay, so I want to comment on that. Um... Why? Why is he then saying, "I hope the food is better"? Because I'm gonna, I want, I'm gonna get it to scene number two. Okay. Um. Why then is he saying, "I hope the food is better in this joint"? Like when in Spider-Man: Homecoming, he gets arrested, right? Yeah. So we're left to assume that he transported from that prison to the Venom Universe prison, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would assume that. I, 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 based on what you're saying, I didn't obviously didn't see the scene, but based on what you're saying, I feel like he got transported from one prison to another within the Venom universe. Oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. He got transported. No, let me backtrack. He got transported the same way Eddie Brock got transported. Mm. Like he was in the Venom universe because he's a variant. Just like Eddie Brock was in that hotel room, and then he gets transported to MCU and then transported back. So he did the same thing Eddie Brock did. Right. But and that, but I then... think that, that Adrian Toomes probably knows about Venom and probably knows that there's, like, like I don't know, mutants. Well, I don't want to say mutants. I also think beings. I think so he knows about superpowered beings. That's my he favorite. does. I'm going to get to that. What were you going to say? But there also seems to be a passage of time between the first mid credit scene and the second one. Right. And oh, so, so who knows where one? he came from? Right. So I, I, I still, I think 
we're following the same Adrian Toomes. Because if we're following your logic, the Eddie Brock that goes from the Sony universe to MCU and back, that's not a, a, a an Eddie Brock variant. It's the same Eddie Brock. And so I think this uh, Adrian Toomes came from the MCU and is now in the Sony universe, which leads me to, to the second. That's what I think. I could be wrong. could be okay. totally wrong. But this brings me to my second piece. Um, the, the, the second mid credit scene, we are introduced to Jared Leto, who is in a car, which I felt oddly weird about because we never see him in the car at all. My first thought was, why isn't he flying? <laughs> Literally my first thought. When did he and learn get how to, to drive? He's, isn't he um, disabled? <laughs> isn't so he, right, yes. So he wouldn't exactly. know how, unless he learned in, 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 in during a time skip. We don't see him. It could be a Tesla. Yeah. And he, so he's like, under the radar, trying to be inconspicuous, driving super fast in this expensive car, right? <laughs> so so he's driving in the middle of nowhere. We don't know why. We don't know where he's going, right? He pulls over, and um, he uses his, his um, what's that sonar thing that he uses? Um, echolocation? Echolocation. Uh. Thank you. And uh, he's there because somebody called him. He arrives. Uses echolocation and in comes Adrian Toomes, but it's not just Adrian Toomes. He has the vulture suit on, which tells me that they couldn't afford Michael Keaton, one, you know, for that scene. Yeah. Um, but he has the same suit from MCU. Oh. Now, I don't know if he like put together parts that he found in this universe, because again, the, the uh, arc reactor is in this universe now, in the Sony universe. Yeah, that's true. So, so I, I'm, I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, and so Vulture arrives. He talks to Morbius and he goes, uh, something strange is happening. I don't know how I got here. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man has something to do with it. Oh, I see. So, so I don't think that this is a different Adrian Toomes. I think this is the same one from the MCU. See, that second scene crystallizes it for me. It, may, it, it right. makes it make sense. Because if it was just the first scene, I probably would have defended my theory. But when you bring up the second scene, I'm like, oh, yeah, your theory makes more sense. Um, I will add, though, because of the spell, there are certain there's some details about people's personal lives that were also erased. So because Peter Parker took his daughter on a date. And I assume because he's in prison, his family wants nothing to do with him. So he hasn't heard from them since he got imprisoned. What if he, his memory got wiped of his family because they knew Peter Parker? Uh, That's possible. That's deep. Or either that or he just, he's just accepted that they don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. He's just going to, yeah, he's just going to operate on his, on his own terms. That's what I think it is. I think as far as Spider-Man's concerned, I think he forgot that he's Peter Parker and that Peter Parker took his daughter on a date. Um, and See, then he found out he was Spider-Man. So the question is, is does he blame Spider-Man for his misfortune or is he just curious about Spider-Man? Well, I don't know because we're, um, we're in a universe where as of now, Spider-Man does not exist. <laughs> well, they don't know that. So they no, might they be trying that. to look for him. And they don't. They don't know he exists. 
No, 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 no. So what I'm saying, they they know he exists. Oh, okay, okay. But um, he's just not in that actual universe. Got you it. just don't see him. So they're gonna be wasting characters. their time looking for somebody that doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I so, guess I guess so, that scene is designed to force us to ask questions. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I still, We're not gonna get to the bottom of it, honestly. Yeah, you're not going to. <laughs> so a couple things about the postcard, and I want to move on to the actual movie. Um, yeah. But I normally post credit scenes excite me and gets me excited. Even even with Let There Be Carnage, when when I saw the post credit scene for that, and we see that Venom's coming to the MCU, it's like okay, that's a little interesting. Mm. I, I'm I thought it was interesting, um, but with this one, I I just don't care. I, I don't know what to look forward to. That's so that's the first piece. I just don't know what it is I'm supposed to be excited about. I think that's the point because we just spent, like, what, 15 minutes talking about what this could possibly mean, whereas the Venom one, well, we kind of just kind of understood where they were going. Sure, because it was directly connected to a story that we were excited about. Mm-hmm. This, it seems like they're haphazardly putting <laughs> together the Sinister Six. Mm. So here is... Well, we okay. Even, well, I have oh. something slightly to add. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, but that's all right. Go ahead. On the TV, we're watching just clips of Morbius. We can't watch the full movie because it's not available to stream. Yada, yada. But we were watching a clip of um, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon had um, Jared Leto on, and he was talking to him, and he pulled up a picture of Jared Leto when he was on the red carpet for No Way Home. And he said, look at this. What are you wearing? You you had a necklace that had the number six on it. What does this mean? What could this mean? You know, you're in the red carpet for No Way Home. You're wearing a six on your neck. What does that mean? And Jared just had a poker face, and he said, oh, the necklace was um, actually upside down. It's supposed to be a nine. And so I think there's all these breadcrumbs for the Sinister Six. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're trying their, their hardest to put together the Sinister Six. I, I honestly... That makes sense. If, if but, Vulture and Morbius are meeting yep. up, then, and they're trying to find Peter Parker and they fail... They're going to run into these other characters. Yeah. What if we're going to get the Sinister Nine? Because <laughs> because honestly, like we had how many villains in No Way Home? All of them. <laughs> uh, five. We had five. We're missing one. And now in this movie, we get two more that were not included in No Way Home. Could be. Ah, uh, just do the just do six, man. Just stop with this game. Like this yeah. is a game. This is a game. This is a con game. Just, we're getting get Madam Web with. too, right? We're getting Madam Web. She's part of the Sinister Six. Maybe it is nine. Jared no. did say that it's supposed to be a nine. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then they go to what? Set it up for a sequel where it's six? See, I know what Sony's doing. They're going to give us a nine villains, and then they're going to set up a sequel for six because th- two, uh, of the, two of them will die and one will turn a new leaf and leave the group. <laughs> Rinaldi, I think that's it. I can get on board with that theory. Because I don't see I don't see Morbius being an outright villain. Yeah, anti hero energy all exactly, day. Exactly. So he would leave. Um, he would he would develop a conscience and, and leave. Yeah, probably. Because I, I think ultimately his driving forces is helping people. That's why he turned down the um what is it called? The 
I can't talk prize. tonight. Nobel Prize, exactly, because he he's concerned about curing himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He feels so, like a failure because he didn't he didn't find a cure or whatever, mm-hmm. so he turned it down. But but real quick, I just wanted to add. Well, forget it because I think it might tie into the movie. Never mind. Uh, it might, whatever it is. Um, so then let's get into the movie. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time talking about the post credit scene. Uh, I, for one, don't care. I'm excited that there might be people out there who do care. And, you know, it raises some questions for me. I'm just like, I, I don't know what to expect. But for uh, Morbius, um, we're, we're introduced to Michael Morbius. Um, it's really Michael Morbius, you know, playing and acting as Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like. Oh, I know one scene that stood out to me is yeah. when he comes back from his time overseas and he we see him in his office for the first time. Wait, no, no, no. I'm confusing the scene. After he takes the serum, after he's been on the ship and um, the serum is wearing off and his legs kind of like break he starts crumping yeah <laughs> that's exactly what happens yeah. i was like oh, oh my gosh this is so like mm. twisted in a way but then after that i was just kind of disinterested were, in the overall were, movie i like that you said that there were things in this movie that like oh my gosh i can see that working mm-hmm. you know even th- you know uh I, I don't know what you saw online rinaldi but there were some action scenes that i'm like oh but that had potential you know, really? Like, Can uh, you just because I didn't see any of the action scenes? So describe. You didn't see one. any of it. So the only one that I'm really referring to on is the ship? on the ship. Yeah. Um, the way he was moving, and when we're first introduced to how he moves as a vampire, as a vampire, and there's this like very, very, uh, very quick transition from really fast to slow motion, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little redundant after a while, but. You know, the way they did it, I thought was really cool and it was really clean. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was it. That was the only piece was uh, was him on the ship attacking everybody. And, you know, we got to kind of see him in action for the first time. But after that, the action scenes aren't that great. Even in the third act, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. So I really couldn't. I have a question. So he takes the serum on the ship. So after he so because I, what I saw was he was t- he was like analyzing the, the, the samples Yes, and so, the doctor Bancroft smiled because one of them was it looked good. So yep. does he try it right after that? Soon after that, mm-hmm. I think it was wow. after that they get on the ship mm-hmm. because what they're practicing is illegal. It's illegal, so they have to be international, international waters. waters. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they end up on international waters, and uh, you know he decides to take on the experiment himself. Uh, she she straps him down uh, while he's like shaking. And um, I think he like goes to sleep. One of the guards from the upper deck or whatever uh, come down and bother. What's her name? Bancroft. Uh, Bancroft. Yeah. Bancroft. Um, he comes down and bothers her, and uh, she turns around, and Jared Leto's not there anymore. Um, he decided to, um, you know, get be back like into his bat. band uh, <laughs> <laughs> or be Joker again. Imagine. No. Yeah. No. no. We're not doing that. We're not going. We're that. not doing that. Okay. Um, but uh, but then yeah. So so he disappears, and then that's when we find out that he's like slowly. Like, they actually find him on the ceiling, 
and oh, he's transforming into the okay. into yeah. the vampire. I think it was a great introduction to him as a vampire, seeing his abilities, like you said, yep. just that action sequence of him attacking all these armed guards. How like we see how fast he is because they don't really slow him down right. like they do in like some other superhero movies, right. um, and that he's just really strong. And I think I think the biggest criticism that I had and Elise had is that. Um, Jared Leto as a vampire reminded us a lot about like Buffy mm-hmm. and the vampires that we see there with kind of like the skin folds at their um in their forehead in their forehead yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so to me, this movie also felt like X Men meets mm. a- insert any vampire movie. Do, do you feel like it reminded you of the old Wesley Snipe Blade movies? Because um, all the trailers, it. If the trailers, it may it felt too much like Blade, like it didn't feel. And then the twenty minutes that. that I saw felt like Blade, like the dialogue, the way things mm-hmm. were shot, the way the characters were interacting. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I can probably see that. I think, um, you know, they may have. Uh, they, they, I think they took probably inspiration from Blade. I mean, it would yeah. make sense that because Blade is a vampire. So, yeah. you know, I, I can see that, but I mean, what also you to Fergie's point, what you described sound cool. Yeah, that sound impressive, but it seems like the rest of it was like, uh, this isn't. It, it's like there were spurts of potential. Yeah, there were spurts of potential. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't original. It wasn't like, well, I've never seen this before. But there, it was, it was always like unmet potential. Like, yep. wow, gotcha. this could. This is where the movie picks up, and right when you think it picks up, it doesn't. It goes right back to flat. It feels like a Sony film. <laughs> yes, yes, it definitely yeah. feels like a Sony film. Um, you know, and we we even noticed that Kevin Feige's name isn't on this project. Yeah, we didn't see his name. Nope. <laughs> he, I yeah. if I was him, I would not. <laughs> but after Rob and everybody else bugged out by Man Three, I'm not gambling with my name mm-hmm. like that. No, mm-hmm. sir. Daniel Espinosa. Oh, He's Chilean. Espinosa. What did he do? I have no idea. He, wow, not that many movies. Whoa. Uh, he did Safe House. I heard of that movie. Safe that was House. with Denzel. Oh, and, and Ron Reynolds. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it came out a few years ago. I wanted to watch it. Wait, did it get good reviews? Nope, no, it didn't. And <laughs> that's the biggest movie he's done on this list. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if I'm Kevin Foggy, I'm like, yo, I ain't trusting this dude. He, he don't have a resume. And it's Sony. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Gotcha. So, do you feel like, what do you think creatively they could have, like, maybe, like, his, his, he's acrobatic? I know vampires are pretty acrobatic and, like, Buffy and Blade and stuff like that. Or I mean, he play around with that stuff. No, I don't even think he needs so much to be acrobatic. I just want to see everything. Like, never mind plot for a second, yeah. right? The The story is what it is. Um, you can take any story and make it great. The story just wasn't great. Okay. Um, yeah, this could have been on Disney Plus, honestly. It really could have. Oh, like, you spread it out over five episodes. Straight to yeah. streaming? Just yeah. Nah, there's like, theatrical. bro, bro, there's, there's like... 
I don't remember seeing blood in this movie. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> just the, a, artificial he's, he's the artificial he's stuff. He's the living he he's the living vampire. He I, I don't I don't remember seeing any so, blood and there was no cursing, I don't think. So no. like one word or something, but no sex, no violence. Yeah, none of it. So this could have definitely wow. been on Disney Plus or Hulu at least, but definitely Disney Plus. Not Hulu. Hulu can, yeah, can yeah, get yeah, more yeah. darker than that. Um, sure, yeah. But like this could have went straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. And would have made some money, I yeah. guess. Like it would have at least kept us guessing week to week. Mm-hmm. What we got here was just like, here it is, here's some famous people. Yeah. Here's a story that we cobbled together. So um, what was the deal? Speaking of stories, so so Morbius, he takes the serum and he loses his mind and attacks people. Is that what happened? Because that's what I guessed. So I don't know about so much loses his mind. Um, he so the serum is is uh, basically blood from bats, specifically yeah, from I this Costa that. Rica cave that he you know he went to. And so I think that mixed in with his rare blood disease and whatever experiment he was doing that made the serum, I think that is like the same thing that happened to the rat, like the rat survived. Mm-hmm. I think the serum helped him survive, but had a different effect because he has a rare blood disease. So it's not so much that he lost his mind. He completely transforms yeah, but- into something else. Yeah, but Milo ends up losing his mind because I think he t- drinks the blood from humans when he turns. Right? He yes, he just goes straight forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, Morbius doesn't do that right, right away. Um, He's exercising some sort of restraint. Yeah, and doing his job as a doctor and running trials on himself, so mm-hmm. he knows if this is even safe for I someone see. like his friend. Yeah, but Milo it, just takes Milo it. Milo just went straight to just drinking human blood. Is it because they have a different, they have different DNA, so they're going to have different reactions? Or is that what Morbius is trying to figure out? Is he trying to save his friend? So, his- so here's what, here's something that you find out in this movie is that um, Morbius is taking artificial blood. So he's not taking actual blood. He's not drinking actual blood. Yeah. Throughout the movie, um, he times himself to see how long the the artificial blood will last before he starts to turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, at first it was six hours, then it was four hours, and so he keeps timing himself. Um, and he's worried that he, at some point, uh, is going to be immune to the artificial blood, and he's going to need some, like, actual, like, real blood. Yeah, human blood. Right. And so he didn't want... He wanted to avoid that completely. Milo... Doesn't go the artificial route. He jumps straight into just drinking blood. Wow. This was a conscious choice of his? Did they have a, a debate about mm-hmm. this? Um, so when you see in the beginning of this movie, you see Milo and Michael together, and we can kind of gather that Michael is a like, smarter, stronger one, and Milo's the weaker one. And they kind of carry that theme into their adulthood. And so because Milo's a little bit sicker, I think we get to see that this is really bothering him. Like he just wants to be better rapidly. He wants to be strong. He wants to get on with his life. And so that's why he's not as patient or as careful as Michael is. I see. Um, he sees it as a way out of his disability. Mm-hmm. I don't think the movie did that well in the first 20 minutes. No. Cause the no, first 20 didn't. minutes is supposed to <laughs> use the scenes that we see to really make it clear 
mm-hmm. so that we feel it. And I didn't really feel it. I felt like I was trying to guess why yeah. Milo turns bad. That was what, that's what I felt when I watched that 20 minutes. I'm like, so why does right. Milo, yeah. does he have anger issues? Is it, does his I body think they, just reject <laughs> the, They whatever? slightly imply that, I think, in the scenes where we see him fighting the bullies. Like, they just make fun of him because yeah. he doesn't walk like they do, and he gets beat up or tries to beat up mm. these boys. And then just even the fact that Michael is whisked away to New York and Milo has to stay in England, I think. For me, it, I connected those dots, but I had to really strain my brain to kind of connect, connect it. Dots, exactly, I wanna, exactly. I want to connect with characters. Like exactly. Like they're people in a story. Yep. Yeah. Even as we explained it, I'm like, that sounds like an amazing movie. Do, are we sure we saw this movie? You know, <laughs> but again, that's where it felt like X Men to me a little bit. Like it yeah. almost felt like um, uh, I can't remember anyone's names. Professor X and uh, Magneto, yeah. Yeah. just kind of their dynamic. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Yep. Yeah. I, I so here's my question, and I was like saving it. So is is Lucian just a I didn't want to look him up to see if he's a real Marvel character, but huh. is he really just a stand-in for Peter? Because I really this dynamic plays out in the cartoon, mm. but in reverse with Peter, where Peter in the cartoon his he's starting to mutate into a sp- actual spider, and he befriends mm. Michael Morbius, and they do these like trials to help people. Because they both have an appreciation for science, and they're both these like geniuses. And That's- Peter finds a blood sample that um, has a pro- like he takes his blood sample and puts it in this machine, and it mm-hmm. has a promising outcome. And then Morbius finds it and tests it on himself, like like out of desperation because he's getting more sick. And okay. Peter's like trying to tell him, "You don't do that. That's dangerous." And he's like, "I have no choice. I have to." Like, <laughs> so it's almost like they flipped it from the cartoon with this Lucian guy. Like um, they basically so, instead of because Michael can't be the desperate one, they they had a Lucian, this Lucian guy be the desperate one, and Michael has to be Peter and be like, "Hey, let's be more reasonable." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's what they did. Um, I mean, I don't think they watched uh, the Spider-Man cartoon and said, oh, we got to copy this, but make it adjacent. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying without Peter, you're, you're, you're basically creating an adjacent storyline. Right. Well, I mean, that's what Sony's doing with all of these movies. They don't have Peter. So, so they have to use these other characters to get to, yeah. the, to, get to the same place. Which makes mm-hmm. this whole thing kind of pointless, unless you know, you, unless you were really creative, like you guys were saying. If you really yeah. lived up to your creative potential, this would actually be cool. But because you're not doing that, there's a big Peter Parker sized hole in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's this movie, it's Venom, it's any movie that comes out that has to do with Spider Man, but it has nothing to do with Spider Man. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Because they're doing this with Venom, and people are like, oh, it totally works without Spider-Man. Well, of course you think it does, because they made the movie. Um, yeah. You can force anything, but I don't know. I think it, I think <laughs> any movie that Sony does, and they, they insist on not using Spider-Man, um, they, they need some sort of antagonist, or they need some sort of... Anybody who goes against the main character, they need that. And... 
Unfortunately, uh, for one, they don't have Peter Parker to be that protagonist because that's what he would be. Yeah. Um, and then when you have these these standalone villains or antiheroes or whoever, you know, they have to somebody has to go against them, which yeah. is weird because they normally go against Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do I care about this movie? Spider Man's not so. To but to answer your first question, is Lucian an actual comic book character? He is. Okay. I just don't know if. I don't know too much about Lucian, but I just don't know if, like, it doesn't sound like that this was his story exactly. I um, see. So do they fight at the end, Lucian and Morbius? They do, and that was that that fight was worse than any Venom fight I saw. Like, it, <laughs> uh, bro, bro, I okay. You remember watching Transformers? Yes. By Michael Bay. Yep. And. You know, you have all these robots fighting, and at some point, visually, it becomes dull because yeah. all you're seeing is parts just kind of doing stuff in front of the screen. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. In the third act, there's a for me at least. I don't know if you saw that, Fergie, but mm-hmm. there's so much of that. They're 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 moving fast and they're crashing into things, whatever. And oh. then you just see stuff in front of the screen, and it's like I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. Like especially like bats swirling around and carrying Michael, right? That happened yeah. at one point, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess this is cool. The bats are friends, not food. Like, let's let's do this. But yeah. it was confusing but i also have a question because i've been seeing videos that talk about dr bancroft being alive she didn't die right she, no 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 no. she's alive right you may have missed it because she opens um, her eyes right well well hang on so um because that's later in the movie um you know that i think it was that part where morbius drinks human blood for the first time yep i saw that okay i'm just also mentioning this for rinaldi um, so drinks and then she, she dies, but then she like, there's a quick scene where her eyes open up. Right. Wait, who so, is this? This is, uh, Bancroft. Bancroft. She dies. She, she dies. Yes, she dies. Quotes. Okay. But then, but then when Morbius wins the whole thing, cops are there and he's flying away with bats. We get a quick scene with her on the rooftop where she died and the camera uh, is has a still shot on her face and she wakes up. Oh, so she's a vampire now. Yes. Which has raises another question for me because I'm like, okay, um, Milo, whenever he drank someone's blood, it just straight up killed them. When Morbius drinks or ki- drinks Bancroft's blood, she turns. How do how do people turn in the in this world in this That's universe? That's a great question. Here's I, my theory. Yeah, I was going to go off the comic because in the comics, uh, it's something he only he can do, apparently. Or, uh, yeah. or he can control I don't know. it. Yeah. So that's one thing that I was thinking. I don't know if Sony's doing that exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it also sounds like that Morbius didn't drain her of her blood. Oh, okay. That's, that's a good what, distinction. That's what Milo was doing. Yeah. Milo was draining people of their blood. That that's makes probably more it. sense. It probably is like yeah. a self-control thing. He doesn't want to kill people thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if like if he if if uh if he bites people and he doesn't kill them completely, like he doesn't drain them, yeah. I think then they become vampires, maybe. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. I think for the movie to can explain that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean again, but that's my guess though. 
Um, I like the comic idea better though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but we're also dealing with Sony. They're like, yeah, comics. What? What are you talking about? You know, this movie also feels to me a lot like um, Daredevil with Matt, not Matt, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh. Ben Affleck. Um, because that movie was just like one of a kind. It was so early two thousands. It was like, you know us dipping our toes into the superhero thing. That's what this also feels like. Cause I feel like if you put this in Kevin's hands, if you put this in another director who has a better, um, you know, repertoire or whatever, this, <coughs> exactly. This movie could have legs. Um, it didn't have to be like this, this mess, honestly, it's stale. It, it's, it's very yeah. stale. It, it could have been interesting and it just didn't rise I up to that. I think if Kevin, he had this movie this would be on disney plus and it would premiere either after moon knight or before moon knight and yeah and kind of push, yeah push it probably would set up a dark disney marvel like you, you have moon yeah. knight and blade and morbius and mm. it would it would kind of they would be part of a plan that i don't i don't think this would be on in the theaters if Kevin right. Kevin Flagg had right, this movie. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, yep. He, he, would, he would just be like, no, we're not putting this in the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of... Another thing I want to say is that... Um, how long was this movie? An hour and 40 minutes? Hour and 40 minutes. It's it short. Definitely... Well... well <laughs> it felt long, honestly. You, you wouldn't know it. Well, I'm it basing it long, off man. the number. I'm not basing yeah. it yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's my point. That's, what, that's what I was going to bring up. Is that was the same length. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That felt long, too. They just want to pump out movies. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. The weird thing about that movie is I think the third act felt long. The first half of the movie was pretty quick. That's fair. And then that that's third fair, act fair. was just like, Ugh. but anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to add. I don't well, what's up with my <sighs> man Tyrese? What he do? What would the okay. FBI agent do? Can we talk about Tyrese? He saves the movie. He was like, just eye candy, honestly. Yeah. So my man, my man. <laughs> I mean, he was an, he was an R and B singer, so I know. I <laughs> it's not even. So here's the thing, though. It's like not even the not even the fact that he's an R and B singer or the fact that he was on. Like I don't know what it is, but like when characters or like actors show up in movies randomly. I just I just love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love it. And so when Tyrese just randomly showed like Tyrese did not have to be in this movie. <laughs> nope. But he did. And now he's in another franchise. Uh not a good getting franchise. He's getting that money. He's getting he's getting yeah. that money. He's getting, it's a Sony money, but yeah. he's getting the money. <laughs> it's dirty money, but it's money. <laughs> yeah. The royalties are gonna be stupid though. Oh yeah. The oh, yeah. it's gonna be the royalties oh, the ro- for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so, what's the name of his character? Stroud? Yeah, yeah, FBI agent Stroud, I believe. Let me find it. And then his, his partner was supposed to be comedy relief, and he was not oh? funny. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to be? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't hear the jokes? <laughs> no, no, I heard none of them. Wait, why they were, is it they were flat. The jokes? He, he, he was know, the man. serious guy. He was the... What? He, he, was, he was the bad No, no. Sony mess. Sony. Yeah. Sony. You could have had. You could have saved this movie. You don't hire Tyrese and not have, have him like deliver one liners. Movie man. You yep. could have saved mm-hmm. this. Man, yeah, Sony is. What are they? One for no. They're oh for oh. <laughs> oh for three. Two, 
for five? Mm. I'm basing, I'm basing this off general consensus, not us. Oh. So Amazing Spider-Man 1, people said that was okay. And then people said Venom 1 was okay. Mm. And then everything else people said, outside of the Sony fan people, mm-hmm. everybody else said trash. Like Venom Much and Carnage, people's most people said that was trash. This movie, most people said was trash. Amazing Spider-Man 2, most people said was trash. Oh my gosh. What I don't get is that like these companies can make so much more money if they treat all of these characters with respect, if they have great storylines. Like, yes, you can make money if you just throw something together, but if you do it right, like you're just gonna bring in so much more money, and it's so disappointing when they just they just can't seem to get get it together. Mm-hmm. And just a better reputation, you know, yeah. because that, that will help set up. That does half the work of setting everything up. So, mm. I'm with Fergie. Yeah. Ugh. I know. I know. Um, I'm done talking about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> we can move I on. Don't, yeah, let, let's good. move on. I'm good. Um, well, that's our Morbius review. We are not going to rank any Sony movies as of now until they <laughs> clean up whatever oh, they're wow. doing. I, we're not, because we haven't been doing rankings <laughs> Which one's for the least Sony. bad? <laughs> the least bad? Yeah. Or Sheesh. maybe we, 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 get, we, get, we look for a rankings list from diehard Sony fans. Oh, and we talk about that. Would that would be interesting. Because they probably are more invested and they'll be able to compare. All right, well, I think Let There Be Carnage was better than than Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it was it wasn't as good as Venom 1. I don't know. They'll, if you are a fan, <laughs> if you are a fan of the Sony universe and what they're doing, please email us at marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We don't understand. Um and and there's a part of me that is curious and and wants to understand. Um, whenever you know my friend Rinaldi here says that there's a fan base out there, I almost don't believe him. Yeah, but he always I, proves us wrong. He somehow. proves us wrong every time. <laughs> but every time I'm right, it's with depressing stuff. That's, it's that's never that true. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dang it, why well, I gotta be stuff. right about this? <laughs> yep, yep. Right. Or Sony just hire Rinaldi to write all the stuff for you. Honestly, yeah. he'll bring you the good bucks. He's a writer. Yeah, hit him up. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm willing to try. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.